across the spice machine and sat there on the wagon and wept. Okay, little quiz. Last week we were in Noah. How many sons did Noah have? Son Timothy said one year. And for that, because you're my favorite son, you get a bag of beans. For roughly one year, went in, spent seven days waiting, 40 days of rain, 150 days till the flood peak, 40 days later, dropped down. Twice, Noah sent out the dove. When you put it all together, it's about one year they were in. True or false, water always wins. True or false. True. I heard somebody over there say that in the next one plan, so I'm going to give you guys a bag of beans. You guys are doing really well. This is you know, a little bit of practicality. This is the thing... I remember my grandparents talking about this, and it's real practical. My grandparents would say, learn how to swim. If you're going to get out of the water, always wear a life jacket. My grandfather was insistent, don't build on a floodplain, and it seems like most people conclude you shouldn't try to spend spring break in Florida. That's just not good planning. All right, last week's table talk. Oh, let me say something more. I do have a bag of candy. After service, anyone who wants to trade beans for candy, let me know, okay? Okay, last week's table talk question. I wanted our kids to ask a grandparent, what's the longest you ever had to wait for God to answer your prayer? Did anyone follow through and ask an old person this question? Wayne and Audrey, would you want to answer? I won't be mad at you. Longest you've ever had to wait in your life for God to answer a prayer? You're still waiting. My wife said, don't ask me, but that probably stands out. But there's things that even as we have gone on in life, we've been asking for God for long periods of time. We think he's going to answer, and he's still not answering. Today we're going to look at a story, and I called it Jacob's Refuge which will have a moment where Jacob meets God. It will be three times the Bible text will talk about him meeting God, and it will take 20 years before Jacob gets an answer. And a lot of times, this is one of the messages I want to talk about with this series we're going to be about called Abiding Life. It's about us, our human beings, being able to keep our spirits strong and rest in God and abide when we aren't seeing an easy, clear answer. Now, I'm going to try to tell you a story which is roughly eight chapters in the Bible, and I'm going to try to tell it in such a way that we get through it quick, we remember the big picture. 
picture details, and then I'm going to assume that at home you guys have talked a little bit about this. And you might just sit down and go, wait a minute, read this. I need to make sure the preacher got it. There's a story told in the book of Genesis about a man named Jacob. And the story starts even before that Jacob is around. It starts with his dad, Isaac, and his mom, Rebecca. And Rebecca can't have children. So Isaac prays to God, begging God for his wife to have a child, and she gets pregnant, and she has two sons. And while she's pregnant, it's a difficult pregnancy. She can feel these sons wrestling in her stomach. And God says, there's two nations in you. And when they're born, they, they come out, and these two boys look different. One, there's Jacob, and his skin is soft and doesn't have any hair. And then the other one, who's the older one, Esau, is red by color, like these beans, and he's fiery, and Esau's going to have adventures, and he's always heading out the door, and he's always going to go play outside, and Jacob stays home. As they're born, Jacob is given a name which means heel grabber, some would say deceiver, and the traditions of the day are that when the father dies, or is near the end of his life, he's going to pull his sons to him, and he's going to give a birthright, which would mean you're going to get the majority of the possessions. And later he's going to give a blessing, which is speaking good words for the future. And Esau one time, and Esau's kind of impulsive. Esau is out hunting in the field, and he's hungry and tired, and he comes home. And maybe even you can imagine this in North Dakota. If you have two boys, and one's just out, out, out all day long, having a blast outside, but by the time he gets home, he hasn't eaten, and he's famished. And Jacob says, you know what? You give me your birthright, you can have this one of beans. And Esau is so impulsive, he agrees to it. Then, as the time is going on and Isaac is getting old and he thinks he may not live much longer, Isaac says to Esau, Come close to me, but first go out and kill an animal in the field, and then make me a good stew, and I'll bless you with your blessing. Now, this family we're going to talk about, they are not a model family. I've never seen a family as dysfunctional as this one is. But Rebecca overhears and thinks, you know what? I love Jacob more than Esau. So she tells Jacob, let's pull off a deception. Let's kill a goat. Let's put a lot of spice in the stew. Let's try to make it look like it's an antelope or a deer. Let's put the skins of an animal on you so you're hearing like Esau. And Jacob and Rebecca plot and deceive Isaac. And Isaac blesses his son Jacob instead of Esau. Now Esau finds out about this and he begs. Because his father intended to give him the blessing to say, you are the one who's going to lead our family as it becomes an extended family and even a nation. And Esau is so angry at his brother Jacob that he's plotting to kill him. Can you imagine that? Two boys growing up, and in the end, in their early adult years, the oldest is ready to kill his younger brother to pull off his deception and trick on his father. Rebecca realizes, I've got to get my son Jacob out of here, or my son Esau's going to kill him. So she pulls Jacob to herself and says, Go and leave and go stay in the household of my brother Laban. And Esau has married women who aren't from the same ethnic background. 
Isaac pulls Jacob again and says, go to Laban, marry one of your cousins. And even Rebecca just sent him off to us.
Jacob has gone from the poor little boy who showed up, broken, to having four wives, 11 sons, one daughter, and a large, large flock that's all healthy and fast. But he's pretty sure his father-in-law and his brother-in-law's coming. He decides he's going to get away, and he just takes off running. Laban, now you know, mentions before he starts running, Rachel, his wife, goes into her father's tent and steals his idols. And again, these are not model families. The idols are going to represent the family wealth. Rachel steals the last bit of significant wealth from her father. Laban comes home and finds my daughters are gone. The best livestock in our herds is gone. My son-in-law is gone, my grandchildren are gone, and it seems to me Laban and his sons are pretty mad. And they get up on their high-swimming horses and camels, and they are coming after Jacob. And the impression I get reading through the story is they intend to use violence. Before they get to Jacob, Laban has a dream. He believes God's speaking to him and says, go. So Laban will meet Jacob. Being angry, being frustrated, but being restrained. When Laban meets Jacob, one of the issues that he raises is one, he ran off, didn't even let me kiss my daughters and granddaughters, my grandchildren. And somebody in your household has stolen our remaining wealth. And Jacob says, Whoever's done it, let's kill him. You can kill him. And his own daughters, Rachel deceives her dad again about him and he treated us interesting. You were willing to sell us when you were with Somehow Jacob and Laban kind of patch things up, they form a covenant, and they basically say, Jacob can keep going east into what's called the promised land of Palestine. Laban stays, or Jacob can keep going west, Laban stays in the east. And there's some measure of peace, and then Jacob He spends one night wrestling with God, or a man, some translations will say, but most people think it's wrestling with God, an angel wrestling. And that wrestling, God or an angel touches his hip and throws it off quickly, and he's going to walk away and be in pain the rest of his life. But Jacob has changed in this. He's recognizing he needs to go home. He has to find some way. After all the trickery that he did, he spent 20 years being tricked. And he's met God for the second time. And he's walking home, riding home. Though he's got a lot of wealth, he's coming in much more humble. He starts setting off flock after flock, large numbers of livestock ahead of him. And he even hears the word, Esau's coming to You know, I'm doing the math here. Jacob's done fairly well, but he's got four wives, 11 sons, one daughter. Maybe the sons have married and had a few kids. They've got a few servants. They're no match for a violent conflict with these sons. Jacob's keep sending. You know, this is where 
You know, it's almost as you're reading, you think about who these people are. You want to kind of read this. You know, think through that, okay, Jacob was deceived and tricked. He's met his match. Esau's come back with 400 men. He, Jacob's going to get wiped out. Esau runs his embrace of him and dies. Ask these questions. Where's all this livestock coming from? I just want to see you. I don't care about the livestock. Jacob is trying to apologize and he says, Listen, I got everything I need. I don't got to see you. Walk home. As that happens, there is Jacob meets God one more time and says, His name is Story and trying to do it quick, and I'm going to acknowledge you read through this and come back to me. You'll point out things that I didn't. I should have probably said it or I forgot, or maybe I even didn't say it right. I was trying really hard to memorize the story today so I can be quick. Hope you read through it. There were five things that jumped out at me, and again, this is me as a man trying to read God's Word, recognizing this is not a text. There's a lot I'm going to miss, but here's a couple of things. One, God's rarely in a and we need to be patient. It took 20 years to sort this one out before Jacob and Esau's relationship could be reconciled. 20 years. And I'm going to encourage you, God's people, there's going to be seasons where we step into mystery, where we think God has told us something, where we believe something we're hoping, we're laboring for, and you think, well, it's just going to be one more year, and then it's another and another and another. Second thing I want us to know is the Bible heroes of faith, they're all very things that sometimes people who will criticize the Bible will not take into account. This is one of the reasons why I have to make an intellectual reason why I believe this book we call the Bible is inspired and true. It tells it life like it is. The human beings don't get to be the heroes of the story. They're all flawed. God's grace is our hope and Jesus is our model. Third thing, move into application. Don't give up on your family or circumstances. I know all of you well enough to know this. This is just family. I don't have any business. Not any of you's family life is nearly as messed up as Jacob's. You're doing a lot better if we had to say, oh, let's scale it down. But, you know, we live with one another enough where we probably recognize, oh, there's some imperfections in our family. Don't give up on your family or circumstances. If God can bring good out of family life as messed up as Jacob's, he can bring good out of ours. Third and fourth thing. Spiritual maturity. And we're watching this with Jacob. I think we're seeing a maturity that's happening in Jacob's life. When he starts off, he can hear this is who God is. He can hear a promise and he negotiates. He's a deceiver, he's a negotiator. And by the time he meets Esau, 20 years later, he is very aware of his failings. He's not going to meet Esau and try to make himself the hero story. He's not going to justify what he did to Esau. He walks in humble, but at the same time immensely aware of God's grace. Because he recognizes 20 years ago I was a scared kid running away. And I mean you with 11 sons, 4 wives, 1 daughter, and all of these herds as members. 